you could ever need, starting right now. Hello and welcome into the Water Break, 88.9 The Bridge's best late night sports show and the 2021 Golden Microphone Best High School Sports Talk Show Award in the nation. Um, I am McLean, got Cy and Creed in the booth with me. Virtually, of course. Uh, still can't go in the station in the numbers that we used to. But we're just going to hop right into talking about some sports today. We're going to open up with 5 in 5, talking about 5 sports in 5 minutes. And Creed, why don't you get us started with what happened in soccer today? Yeah, well, um, in soccer right now, we actually have had a couple games going on. Uh, well, we had one game today in the English Premier League, Fulham Leeds. But um, at the time of recording... Leeds is ahead 2-1 to one against Fulham with 65 minutes into the game. Um, and then tomorrow at 1 p.m. we'll have Brighton-Newcastle. And then Sunday at 12.30 we will have Aston Villa-Tottenham. Uh, Sunday at 8, a, I mean, 8 a.m. we have West Ham-Arsenal. And then we have a really good game coming up on April 3rd because um, there's going to be a break, I think, for a week and a half. Or so, um, I think that may f- be for like uh, international games. But um, April third, we have a great game: Leicester City versus Manchester City, um, and then Arsenal Liverpool. Those are going to be two really good games. Right now, Manchester City is still leading the English Premier League by quite a bit, seventy-one points um, in first place with twenty-two wins, five draws, and three losses. Um, and then United right behind them with, well, not right behind them, but United is behind them with 57. Leicester is right behind United with 56. And then all the way at the bottom with teams facing relegation are Sheffield, West Bromwich, and Fulham. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it right now for soccer. Uh, on to you for basketball, side. Yeah, so um, for basketball, the Rockets have traded... PJ Tucker to the Milwaukee Bucks and so that I think that just makes them more of a complete team Paul George has been fined $35,000 for criticizing the officiating in some of their games and yeah some some of those Clipper games I don't know it's it's been a lot of questionable officiating but um I, I don't think he should have been fined 35k for it but I don't know that's just me 
and the Atlanta Hawks have gotten 14 players vaccinated for COVID-19. I think a couple of them couldn't get vaccinated because they didn't meet some of like the um, some of Georgia's terms. But uh, yeah, that's that's a great first step to um, getting fans back in the building. And uh, right now, uh, on the MVP ladder, everyone is saying that Nikola Jokic is number one, which is which is crazy. If you had told me that a couple years ago, I would I would not have believed you. And Anthony Edwards has scored 42 points, so he's made he's made his mark in NBA history. And um, because he's a rookie, right? And finally, uh, Gary Payton the second has won the G League Defensive Player Award. And I know a lot of Seattle fans, Sonics fans especially, remember his dad, I guess, Gary Payton. Uh, he played for us and was a pretty good player. And uh, yeah, he was also known for his defense, so um, that's pretty cool. And I guess since Will isn't here, I'm going to just briefly go over some hockey news. Oh, what? So, I'm doing uh, hockey. I'm doing hockey. You're doing hockey? Really? Yeah. I want to talk about all the right. Blues, all right? I'd, that's that's my Don't hockey team. Good At job. least until until Seattle gets a hockey team, I'm going to stay uh, with my hometown, St. Louis Blues. Um, oh, yeah. And it's been... Yeah. It's really been Jekyll and Hyde with the Blues. It's um, been a, a real tale of two teams. Uh, last time we did the show, I was all excited. We had just extended Jordan Bennington. We had won four straight games. Um, and then since we did the last show, because we do the show once a week, since we've done the last show, they've now dropped five straight. They lost to the Kings, Sharks, Knights, Kings, and, and Sharks again. Uh, and they play the Sharks a third time. Uh, to Are they... That's, that game's still happening, so we don't know what's happening there. But um, it's interesting because they're getting uh, Jaden Schwartz back in action. He's uh, set to uh, suit up and take the ice tonight at the San Jose Center uh, after missing 15 games. So he's uh, should be a nice addition to this team. Uh, might help score some goals, might help prevent some goals. He's a real do-it-all player. Um, and the, the newly extended Jordan Bennington is... is excuse me, expected to start uh, tonight. So that game uh, should be great. It's uh, happening right now at the time of airing, so go watch that if you're not already. Um, but with that, I'm going to transition over to uh, myself for baseball. <laughs> Will being out really messes with our uh, routine for this thing. Uh, so for baseball, uh, Seattle Times has said that uh, Justin Dunn got cemented as the Seattle Mariners' final starter. Um, the rest of the league is starting to wind down spring training. Opening day is happening in two weeks with, uh, the season opening on Thursday, April the 1st. So just a couple more weeks until that, a lot of the players are getting really excited. Um, a lot of starters are starting to see their reps, uh, decrease, uh, in spring training as we get closer to the season and, uh, guys who are on the roster bubble fighting for those final couple spots should really start to see most of the action, um, Colorado has had a pretty good spring. St. Louis Cardinals have been doing all right. Um, but it looks like the real story of the spring is going to be San Diego. They've done amazing, had a great spring, uh, and should be expected to contend a lot in this season. Should be big contenders. Now, over to Cy for some NFL free agency wrap-ups. NFL free agency wrap-ups. Um, all right, so basically... Deshaun Watson, that's the main thing right now, right? Yeah, not a free agent. Oh, he's not a free agent. Not a free agent, but he's uh, his name's been in the news a lot. Yeah, a lot of allegations, and I think that's like, 
I don't know. It's really it's really different from his I guess NFL image because a lot of us saw he was like a pretty pretty clean dude, but um, I don't know. There's still allegations, so we can't jump to any conclusions. But I think that might hurt his um, his chances of getting I don't know getting traded and getting the money at a new team. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with free agency. Um, I think Thune has just been signed. Uh, Joe Thune signed with the Chiefs, yeah. Uh, after Kansas City released both of their starting tackles, they released Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz, uh, both of whom uh, missed their Super Bowl performance. Uh, but they, those two guys were released, and then they got Joe Thune up in the middle. So it's, you know, Andy Reid's team is looking like the next dynasty. Yeah. Um, another yeah. interesting thing, uh, Kyle Rudolph from the Vikings, uh, just went to I think the New York Giants. Yeah. Um. So he'll be playing there, and the Vikings just got Patrick Peterson for a ten million deal, I think it was. Um, yeah, ten million a year. And, yeah, and so that that's uh pretty cool. But um, now I'm wondering like what's gonna go on with Larry Fitzgerald because Larry Fitzgerald and Patrick Peterson have stuck together for pretty much this whole time that they've been playing, and they played a lot and they've done a lot together. So. Uh, wondering what's going to go on with Larry Fitzgerald. You know, maybe he goes to the Vikings. That would be kind of cool to see, but who knows? Well, he is 38. I think if yeah. he signs with any team this season, it'll be either to go chase a ring as some team's number three receiver or uh, like a one-year contract with the Cardinals and call it a farewell tour. I yeah. love Larry Fitzgerald, but I honestly can't see him having that many more years in him. Yeah. I mean, he's almost full 40, as you said. So Yeah. 38 years old. Um, he's older than... actually. Yeah, for a wide receiver. I mean, he could stick around. He could be the fourth player in NFL history to re- to uh, record a catch after being 40 years old. Do you guys know the other three? Do you guys know the other three? I do not. Uh, teach me. Uh, so Jerry Rice is. is the only receiver to actually record a catch uh, being 40. Huh. The other two are quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady and Brett Favre. Really? Yeah, Favre was actually in a Vikings uniform uh, when his catch yeah. happened, which is Creed. Why I figured you'd know about that for people new to the show. Creed's well, a very big Vikings fan. Okay, so I did. I did not know about that catch. Um, well, I, I mean that I makes think... sense. You would have been like seven when it happened. Seven at most, yeah. Yeah, and I I just kind of want to talk about the New England Patriots. These guys have signed ten free agents so far, including wow. Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Cody Davis, Hunter Henry tight end, uh, Matt Judon, and I think Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, they brought well. back uh, Kyle Van Noy after the Finns released him. I mean, yeah, so, Brian I Flores tried to make the Dolphins into uh, Patriots South, and uh, it appears that he's going back on that uh, now with the release of Kyle Van Noy. There's uh, barely any Patriots players left on the Dolphins. Um, I believe the Detroit Lions are still the you know most expatriate team in the in the league. They're still harboring, I believe, Jamie Collins, and uh, I think they've still got Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers with a Y, not Trey Flowers the Seahawk. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, also, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is uh, gonna stay uh, with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I saw that. Interesting. Oh, 
Yeah, no franchise he... tag. Everyone expected him to be on his way out the door. I, uh, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster, I think it's actually a pretty good career move for him to stay in Pittsburgh. They've got a good yeah. young uh, group of receivers. They've got um, Juju, they got Chase Claypool, and they got Deontay Johnson. So mm-hmm. they could really have a 1A, 1B, and 1C kind of thing going. Running that spread offense, yeah. it's pretty hard to designate a number one receiver. So Juju should absorb some targets from Ben Roethlisberger, who's, again, staying in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, also, I think there was some big news with uh, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, going to the football that. team. Oh, Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's what it was. One year, ten million bucks to play for the Washington football team. Also, the football team. Uh, just to interrupt you real quick. They have put out a tweet, and people can submit stuff to them uh, for changing their name, and you know, like coming up with name ideas. And I think last time I checked, they had over fifteen thousand different responses um from six over 60 uh countries too Whoa. that was pretty amazing that's pretty cool what do you guys think the football team should be named drop me your top football team name go oh man uh, i would have to say the i would have to say the washington red wolves Ooh, yeah that's that one a good was one really wolves. cool i really liked that one um they, Creed, what do you I think also, i also heard red hawks was in was like in the conversation but you know it sounds too similar to like seahawks or whatever i don't know i'm not certain they should stick with the with the with the red theme i think they should go a different gener a, a different direction i think they should be the washington washington colonials that'd be cool or maybe <laughs> or maybe the washington maybe the washington uh senators I don't know. That'd be a good one. Maybe, Capitals? Yeah. I'd, I'd, That's already a hockey team. I just no, I feel like in today's political it's climate, someone's going to be offended by the Washington Colonials. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, I think at the end of the day, I, I don't know if they want to change their colors at all. So they might go with Red Wolves or something. But Yeah. Um, I think keeping the colors would definitely be a good idea for them because they don't have to completely rebrand at that point. Well, if they want to keep their uniforms, they should go by the Washington Generals. Hmm. Actually, that that sounds like a decent name. Yeah, go by the Washington Generals. That'd be pretty cool. Or they could go by, they could drop the Washington and they could go by D.C. something. Oh, yeah. Like, like they (laughs) could, uh, the the AAF team was called the D.C. Defenders. They could steal that name. Well, yeah, because yeah. the AAF isn't playing anymore. So. Yeah, the league folded after six games, man. What was with that? I don't know. I actually kind of liked that. There was a, I think it was a St. Louis team that was really good. Yeah, the St. Louis, AAF. the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, they they were cool. They had a cool logo, actually. I, at the beginning of the season, I was like, okay, they they look like a good team. I'm gonna root for them, even though I don't follow this. And so, like every week, I'd pull it up, um, just once and see the scores and. They ended up, they would have won the league, probably, if they kept going. Probably. Uh, but yeah, alas, no AAF. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you guys know what's going on with the XFL? I think we got to check that out. Cause... XFL? Yeah. Well, the Battlehawks are an XFL team. Are they? Oh, yeah. Did I yeah, mess that up? Are. Yeah, I messed that yeah. up. Yeah, AAF. We're going to look up their teams yeah. real quick so the aaf was like the uh the arizona coyotes and the, or not the coyotes they were like the uh, the arizona hot shots and the uh man can you believe the aaf was two years ago oh <laughs> yeah i can't believe it either oh wait think... dude the first points in the aaf regular season history were scored by young Ho 
Right? Young Wei Koo, yeah. Yeah, that's how you say it. <laughs> feel embarrassed. <laughs> y'all are trying. Y'all are trying. It's all right. Radio's hard. Um, hey, I, I can I can be Chinese. All right, we're gonna. I can do. We're gonna go to break. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna go teach Creed how to pronounce everyone's name, <laughs> and we'll be right back on the water break. Thank you guys for listening, and stay tuned on eighty-eight nine the bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. Hey, I'm McLean, and welcome back into the water break, the best late night sports show on eighty-eight nine the bridge. And we got an award, so gonna flex that for all it's worth. Um, I'm McLean. Got Cy and Creed here with me virtually in the booth. Um, now we're gonna talk about NFL free agency quarterback moves. Uh, so you guys want to start, you can highlight your favorite quarterback move of the offseason or non-move, just which team addressed the quarterback position best this free agency period. Oh man, I would have to say, looking at the recent moves, I mean, Fitzpatrick to the, to the Washington football team just sounds like the most solid move because Dalton to the Bears, oh man, those guys are all expecting Russell Wilson or some like really good quarterback and they got Andy Dalton, who's like, he's okay. He's just kind of average. So, I mean, I feel like that was kind of an L for the Bears. Um, but I, I'm just wondering what's going on with Marcus Mariota right now. I feel like he could I feel like he could get a decent spot somewhere, but most teams just aren't looking at him. I don't think he's a free agent. but He's a backup on a one-year deal. So yeah. he'll walk next offseason. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if he can prove himself this year, he'd – I feel like he'd probably get a chance, but yeah, the most solid one is probably Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would definitely agree with that. The football team did all that they could to address the quarterback position of free agency. They're too far down um, in the draft standings. They're drafting at 21, so they're too far down to get a, like their franchise quarterback. And not to mention, they've still probably got a bad taste in their mouth from the Dwayne Haskins experience. Um but I think that bringing in the veteran Fitzpatrick was the best move for them at that position. They've got a couple of intriguing options in-house. They've got both Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke, both undrafted quarterbacks who've flashed in their limited potential. Um, but going in and bringing in a um, a seasoned veteran in Fitzpatrick, definitely a smart move. Even if Fitzpatrick doesn't win the starting job, which at his contract value, making $10 bucks for only one season, he should be their starting quarterback. Um, but if he even uh, if he loses out to either Allen or Heineke in that uh, regard, he should be a nice mentor. Um, he's been in the league for 16 years, um, and he should have valuable insights for them as they start their quarterbacking careers, especially coming into the league without that same level of draft pedigree afforded to most quarterbacks. Because while those the two in-house options were uh, were undrafted free agents, Ryan Fitzpatrick was actually a seventh-round pick of the St. Louis Rams before they moved to L.A., uh, he was drafted in like the 250s, so he was a late, late pick. He was one of the last players off the board in his draft, uh, so he should have um, he should have some nice insights for them. So I would agree. I'd say that the Washington Football Team probably were the best aggressive uh, team in the free agent market of the team whose starting quarterbacks are going to change. I think the football team was my favorite. All right, Creed, what's your favorite quarterback move of the off season? I do not have a favorite, but I wanted to talk more about the Andy Dalton move. So what happened was that uh, I think it was Thursday that Trubisky um, agreed to a one-year deal, uh, one-year deal with Buffalo to back up Josh Allen, and then that put Foles in the starting position. But since there was the whole talk about you know the Bears getting Russell Wilson, that was a big thing for them. Um, but then Andy Dalton was in 
constant contact with the Bears, uh, trying to get a, a starting job there. And so then they picked him up and said that he would be the starting quarterback so that he automatically goes straight ahead of Nick Foles into the starting position. So Nick Foles is going to be a backup season, uh, backup this season. And Andy Dalton um, agreed to a one-year $10 million deal, and he can earn up to $3 million in bonuses. Um, and so that's that's pretty interesting with that whole situation because he knows uh, he talked a lot about how he knows he's not going to get a super warm welcome um, because of his performances the last couple seasons, um, especially since the Bears and all of their fans were hoping for Russell Wilson, um, you know, great quarterback there. And then, you know, Andy Dalton comes in. And so it seems like a big letdown for them. So he knows what's going on. And so he's. He said he's going to work a lot to make sure that they do well this season. So Yeah, the Bears, I think they're actually in a similar situation uh, to the football team who we just discussed. And, uh, you know, sitting pretty far back in the draft, their first pick is at number 20. So that's not really high enough to uh, mm-hmm. get a legitimate, like, game-changing quarterback. Obviously, they could hope that somebody intriguing falls to them. Uh, obviously they won't get <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be gone. They probably won't get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, um, but they could cross their fingers for Mac Jones. Um, and they could, you know, maybe take a flyer on Kyle Trask, but uh, you know, Chicago, again, kind of stuck in quarterback purgatory, the same way that the football team where they've got a couple of good options. They had a couple of good options in house, uh, obviously didn't bring back Trubisky. Um, but Nick Foles has shown, he showed flashes. He's a real up and down quarterback, mm-hmm. but Dalton on the other hand has been the model of consistency. You always know from Andy Dalton exactly what you're going to get. Um, now, Going to get Andy Dalton was really just a uh, move by Ryan Pace that telegraphs how cold he thinks his seat is. Uh, Ryan Pace, after taking Chicago to the playoffs twice in his tenure, he apparently thinks that he's secure enough to ride out this year to settle for 8-8 uh, eight and eight with, uh, with Andy Dalton at quarterback. This Bears team with Andy Dalton, the you know model of consistency at quarterback, you know exactly what you're getting from Andy Dalton. He'll have a passer rating in the high 80s, low 90s. He'll throw for around 3,800 yards and around 20 scores against about 10 picks. That's mm-hmm. what he does. Um, and he should be fine. I mean, Andy Dalton, I'd, I'd argue, by the way, with Andy Dalton's career, that he's probably, this is arguably the best situation he's been in from an offensive standpoint, um, getting thrust into that threadbare uh, Cowboys offense that gave him no time to throw. Everyone on the O-line yeah. was hurt. I don't think we can judge Andy Dalton from what we saw last I, season. I think his, his O-line, the last couple of seasons that he's played, has just been so you know, broken down that he really hasn't had a chance to show what he can do. And so I think with the Bears, that's going to change a bit. So yeah, with know, Cincy, it's be interesting to find out. During his Cincy tenure, when he was with Cincy, the one time that he had an offensive line that was ranked top 10 in the league for pass blocking, he got named to the Pro Bowl. He got a Pro Bowl. uh, He's been in the Pro Bowl three times. Yeah, um, but the only time that he got a top line was one of those three uh, appearances. So he went to the Pro Bowl, and he was named, I believe, his other two times. He went as an alternate for Tom Brady both times, because Brady obviously went to the Super Bowl and didn't want to play in the Pro Bowl. but Dalton is a, a guy that I think has got a little bit more left in the tank than a lot of people are giving him credit for. Chicago is a pretty good situation to be in. Um, they resigned Jermaine Effetti, who's a nice uh, pass-blocking guard, actually. A lot of people uh, have, you know, uh, 
especially in the Seattle market. A lot of people don't really like Jermaine Effetti because they saw him try and fail to be a tackle in Pete Carroll's offense. And uh, when he went over uh, to Chicago, they made him into a guard, and he actually converted pretty well, despite being a uh, a little on the smaller side for a guard. He was really big for a tackle, and his main problems were you know, agility and uh, pass blocking against those faster, more agile edge rushers. Now, against as a guard, you don't have to do any of that. You can just guard those big mauling types that he was so good against in college and made him such a high draft pick. He was picked 31 overall by Seattle. Uh, they traded out of their original spot, took him at 31 overall out of Texas A&M. But, I mean, Jermaine Effetti, nice piece, um, and the Chicago offensive line has been pretty good. Uh, not to mention, he's got a strong running game to lean on. David Montgomery just had a breakout season, and Tariq Cohen is back from injury. So Andy Dalton is, I think, set up for a little bit more success than a lot of people realize in Chicago, especially with uh, Allen Robinson returning. It's um, Don't give up on Andy Dalton. That's If you don't take away anything else from this show... Um, don't give up on Andy Dalton. Don't give up on the Bears. I'd say that they're they should they're well primed for a return to the playoffs, especially if the defense can keep performing like they have. Now, I want to highlight my favorite team's method to addressing the quarterback position. I think that the team that handled the quarterback position best in free agency was the New York Jets, and I think they did that by not making a move. A lot of people were predicting the Jets to, you know, push all their chips into the middle of the table for either Deshaun Watson or some other quarterback that's uh, at the top of a lot of people's trade target boards. But what they did was they stick with their third year passer, Sam Darnold out of USC. And I think what Sam Darnold brings to the Jets team is a really high floor. I, I don't think that Sam Darnold has been the reason why the Jets are losing. He's made the throws that he's been asked to. Um, and he's evaded the rush really well. I believe he's ranked uh, in like in pocket presence and sacks taken. He's ranked really well. Now, oh, so I just left our clean feed session. Uh, I think his internet yeah. cut out. So uh, uh, I mean, he does have to go to practice. Soon, oh so. yeah, that might be it. Well, uh, you know, back in time. But yeah, uh, you listeners. <laughs> but yeah, my point is the Jets actually handled the quarterback position really well. Now, if they do draft the heir apparent to the position. Uh, it, at number two in the draft, I think it would be a mistake, and they should ride it out with Sam Darnold. He should come cheap, and because he hasn't performed very well, his um his contract should be based more around his performance than his ceiling. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback, and I, you know, think that people aren't giving him enough credit because he hasn't won with the Jets. But in all honesty, uh, riding it out with Sam Darnold was the best move for the Jets. Um, so with that, I think we're going to, uh, wrap up this show because again, side left. Yeah. Um, so and I got to head out soon. And yeah, and Creed's got to go too soon. So thank you guys for listening to the water break on 88.9 the bridge. Uh, this is, uh, going to be it from us. Um, stay tuned on 88.9 the bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations and we're out.